Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Blush You, a podcast where you tell us your juiciest stories and we get to dish on them. I am your co-host, Callie, and I'm here with our girl, Elise. Hello, 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 everyone. We're back. You guys, y'all should be incredibly grateful that Elise even showed up today to record after the week she's had. Little Hummingbird did not have it easy this week. No, my wings are not flying appropriately this week. Has been literally a dumpster fire without going into too much detail. It's like life is hard, Callie. And it's like just one thing after the other, after the other. I feel like everybody can probably relate to that, but it's like just when you feel like you think things are going to like change into a new season, it's just like surprise and slaps you right in the face. Yeah. I think the universe is just testing your resilience. Really. That's all that's going on. Right. Can we chalk it up to that? Sure. Thanks universe. I'm like literally flipping you off right now. Like the universe. (laughs) Come on. Come on guys. I know. You know what? Thank goodness that I had some wine and my Tate and Zoe wine glass and all the candy that you sent me. We had a blush retreat this weekend. It was so amazing that Callie sent all of the coaches these little gift baskets with candy and just amazing things. I literally filled my wine glass to the brim, ate all the candy. Everybody's like, what are you doing? I'm like, don't look at me. (laughs) I'm soothing my soul. I know. You know what? I thought about that in the box. I mean, let's be real. I don't really think too many things through, but I did want everyone's swag box to bring them joy. Now that I'm thinking about it, we had an all natural candle, which I feel like candles always soothe my Mm -hmm. soul. We had like pomade that was all natural for like your little hands and feetsies. I obviously put in candy, a sweatshirt, a mask, and then a wine glass, right? Am I missing anything? Oh, my book. Who cares about my book though? (laughs) But okay, thank you. But yeah, I do feel like it came right in time so that you could just bask in the glory of letting yourself go and not caring anymore. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I call that? I call that like a shit sandwich, right? Like when you think of like an Oreo, Like you have like something really good and then like the shit in the middle and then like something good follows that. So you're kind of like a buffer, like the shit. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was like, that started me out this week. Like, okay, you're, you're okay. And then it's like, bam, just had the shit. And now I'm waiting for the other end of the sandwich. Which maybe the other end of the sandwich is your sparkle. Maybe, I hope. (laughs) My... That wasn't convincing. I know. I'm not very convinced with life this week, honestly. I'm like, usually I'm like, everything great. We love life. And this week I'm like, I'm fucking tired. Can I say the F word? Yes, you can, please. And you know what? I just want to point out that I am not a believer in, or sorry, I, I guess I am a believer in toxic positivity. And what I love about you is I, I feel like at first glance, people might look at you and be like, oh my God, she's always so positive and she's always got it together. And I bet she never has bad days and just like flip, 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 little hummingbird. You're so great. And a big surprise in our friendship has been me getting to watch you, <laughs> me getting to watch you suffer, but no. <laughs> okay. That came out wrong, but you know what I'm trying to say? It's like, oh, thank God that even when hiccups and speed bumps and whatever the hell this week was comes your way, at least you're not like, but you know what? It's fine. At least you're like, no, this fucking sucks. Don't talk to me. Yeah. I, I'm like all about positivity and encouragement, but like, listen, sometimes 
life just throws you for a loop and it's like you can cry and throw yourself a pity party and just like have a moment because like life is hard and that's so I was reading I don't think I ever told you this you might judge me for this Callie but I never finished Untamed not because it wasn't good but <laughs> I know I know you guys <laughs> what's happening I can't breathe I know I like honestly was in a book club for Untamed. This is like, I'm just being raw and real this week, okay? Like I'm showing it all. But I have, I just, I don't know. I picked it up, I loved it. It wasn't anything about the book, but I just like put it somewhere and then we moved and then I didn't get to finish it. So I started it from the very beginning again this week. And like, I don't know what it was about reading it like a second time around, but it just was like all these quotes were just like getting me all fired up. And I read this one quote and it literally changed my life. I posted it on Blush's Instagram, but it says, this is my sparkle, by the way. It says, being human is not hard because you're doing it wrong. Being human is hard because you're doing it right. You will never change the fact that being human is hard. So you must change your idea that it was ever supposed to be easy. And I feel like she literally wrote that like, to Elise, this is your quote, the end, you know, because I, I mean, you know how I grew up. I grew up very, um, like a very easy life and mm -hmm. didn't have to worry about too much. If there was ever a problem, like my parents figured it out and like smooth sailing. So then when I got sick, it was like, oh my God, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And it was threw me for a loop. I was just very traumatic. And I honestly thought that my health tra traumatic couple of years was like the bad thing to happen to me in life. <laughs> and so now it's just entering this year with like, it's like hurdle after hurdle after hurdle, so many things. And I'm just, for a while, I was like, I honestly thought that like life was easy. Like truly I believed that. And it's so funny because Carl, my husband, he grew up very differently than I did and he he and I were talking about this because I read him this quote and he was like yeah no life's not easy sis like <laughs> it's not easy at all anybody who told you that has not lived reality honestly so it was just a very big wake-up call for me but it also made me sad right because I feel like ignorance is bliss and I was like life is happy and butterflies and good things and now I'm like like, yeah, but that makes sense why we get along. I'm not, I can't be friends with people that live in that fairy tale land and think that life is easy. I'm not trying to say that I had a, a hard childhood by any stretch, right? Of the imagination. Like I full uh, on will say I grew up privileged and still feel very privileged and had privilege and all of the privileged things. That is me. But I don't know if you, if you just manage to like walk around trauma or you just never experience rejection or you never have any setbacks. Like you're just so boring to me. I mean, you can just tell, like there's no edge to you. I remember, I remember talking to one of my best friends and she, she did something pretty bad. <laughs> she did something real bad. And she called me expecting me to like judge her or something. And I was like, thank God, I was like, there has been a disconnect between us. I, I, I've always wanted to fully love you with my whole heart, but you were just a little too perfect. And now that you have fucked this up so horribly, I was like, oh, now we can really be friends. Thank God, right? So 
even if you like intentionally or not intentionally, but you're the reason that your life is falling apart. I, I like you even more. And if you're just trying to survive and shit just comes, you know, flying your way, I don't know. Like I like people who deal with it head on and I like people who don't sugarcoat it. And I like people who just like, yeah, kind of say, okay, oops, <laughs> but life is hard. Elise and I were talking too. And she was like, man, I just wish I could like move to California and like live the easy life. And the hilarious part is I have those thoughts of, man, I wish I could just move to back to Texas and live the easy life. And it was like very much an aha moment of like, mm, life, is, life is hard no matter where you are. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're, we're surviving. We can do hard things. We can do hard things, Glennon. We can. Which speaking of my sparkle this week, I've, I've had kind of a weird week too. So I, I struggle a lot with control and wanting to be in control of things and always wanting to find the answer and always wanting to be moving in a forward momentum, right? I talked about that a lot, and especially in our first podcast. And you know, not every day is going to move forward. Not every week is going to move forward. Not every month is going to move forward. Not every year is going to move forward, right? And sometimes we move backwards. And I feel like I've kind of been in that holding pattern lately, like one step forward, two steps back, or just no, no freaking steps at all. And it dawned on me that like, okay, I'm not getting myself anywhere. And I feel, and I, I'm like stuck in that, but what if I can get someone else somewhere? And obviously I do that with my clients to the point where it's not even as impactful anymore because it's just like, that's what I do. That's, that's our relationship. But I spent almost every night on the phone this week with someone helping them, which if you know me, my boundaries are sky high and that never happens. I am introverted. Don't talk to me. But every night this week, I was either texting with someone, like helping them through something or on the phone or doing something. And it felt so empowering to see other people move forward, even though I was just kind of standing still. And the funny thing is yesterday, I had one of those days where like shit was just getting done. And I think it's because I was like living off the coattails. You know what I mean? Like positive energy by osmosis. I don't even know. Mm -hmm. I just made that up. But that's my sparkle. When you feel stuck yourself and nothing you do is working for yourself, why don't you try helping someone else? It doesn't even have to be in the same topic or niche or anything like that. Just the act of helping someone else, I don't, it managed to get me unstuck and I think I could, it could help you know, y'all too. Well, I'll be your girl because- Elise <laughs> was one of those people, by the way. <laughs> I'm literally frantically texting Callie like, oh my God, what do I do? But you're right. You're, you're really right. And I actually watched um, Rachel Hollis does these like uh, rise conferences. And she did one this year that was virtual, obviously. And she had Ed Milet come on. And he said, the antidote of being helpless is helping other people. And I feel like when you're feeling stuck or you're feeling like you're not making any movement or kind of in that like limbo period, like finding purpose and meaning in helping other people move forward in whatever situation or scenario is absolutely helpful. So yeah. I love yeah. it. It can be therapeutic too, but you know, for as bad of a week as you've had, I think you might be a little grateful that you're not the person who wrote in this story we're about to read. Cause Oh my God, I could not think, I mean, I probably could think of worse things, but ooh, I would not want to be in this situation. Honestly, I, I guess now like thinking about it, I've kind of been in this situation. I've been cheated on in literally every relationship except for 
my husband. Yes. And I actually found it's all clicking for me now. But I, well, let's read it. And yeah, you have to. I was like, you're, you're giving away the lead. Like, okay, oh, no. read I, it. I always do that. We like, just get too excited, you guys. Forgive us. Okay, okay, read it so that everyone can get on the same page with us, and then we're gonna go full speed ahead. Okay, yeah, I'm like that person where I'm like, oh, did you see this movie? Let me just tell you the ending really quick. <laughs> Like, get your shit together, Elise. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I'll read it. Dear Blush, this is the craziest situation, and I wish I was making this up. Without going into too much detail, I became the recipient of some extremely personal information about a friend. None of this information was intended for me. It was intended for my friend, but instead, by accident, it fell into my lap. I wish more than anything this mistake had never happened because now I'm involved in something I should have never been involved in in the first place. The information contains specific dates, times, situations, and more about my friend's husband continuously cheating on her. What's even worse is I completely believe this information to be true. I never, I've never been a fan of my friend's husband and felt that something was off. I've never shared this with her because it's none of my business. I'm now in a position where I have this information and I don't know what to do with it. This friend might as well be a best friend. We talk weekly and I know her incredibly well. Do I stay quiet and hope the sender realizes it was sent to the wrong place? Do I confront my friend and tell her what I know? Part of me thinks it would be better coming from me since we are so close and because I was not the one sourcing the information. But as they say, don't shoot the messenger. My friend is a stable, sweet, positive, and caring person. I do not believe she would take her anger or surprise out on me, but I'm also terrified of hurting her. I want to be there for my friend, but I also wish I wasn't in the middle of this now. What do I do from caught in the middle? (laughs) (laughs) This is bad. Okay. First thought is I would absolutely murder the person who accidentally put you in this situation. I mean, oh my God. Like, how do you fudge something up like this that badly? (sighs) So first of all, let's just get that out of the way. Like what awful position to be in. The second thing, my, my immediate instinct was, I don't know why I went there, but I was like, if, okay. So the, so someone out there accidentally somehow sent this information to caught in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. My thinking is that at some point it's going to come to a head and the person who it was intended for, her best friend, is going to end up finding out that caught in the middle was sitting on this information. Yes. So you really don't want to be like, you know, the last musical chairs, like, like, like caught with this, you know, information later on. I mean, yikes, that would be so bad. So I, I think you kind of have to tell her, which sucks because to be completely honest, usually I err on the side of do not judge or comment or get involved with other people's relationships. Like even if they're your best friends or whatever, unless someone is in danger, it is just not your life that you're living. And I've made this mistake so many times where I've spoken up and just been like, yeah, like he sucks or she's not that great. Or, you know, if I, if I don't like someone, it is, it is what it is. I see what's happening. I don't like it. I say it. It has never worked out well. <laughs> it has always blown up in my face because my opinion doesn't matter. Their opinion is the only one that matters. But in this situation, the difference is, is she's so careful to say, 
I agree with what's going on. Like, I, I believe that this is happening because I have my own reservations, but notice she's already made that decision not to tell her friend about her personal opinions. So I think as she, as long as she sticks with the facts, right. She has to, I, I don't, unfortunately, I think she's in a position where she can't stay quiet. Oh, I don't know. Elise, what's your first reaction? I mean, I'm with you. I would literally respond back to the person that sent it and be like, I actually hate you. Like, (laughs) remove my number from your call log. I do not want to be a number in your phone anymore. Um, That sucks. Honestly, that really sucks because now it's this burden is placed on you and you literally were like a uninvolved third party who has absolutely no ties except for being a supportive friend in this poor girl's life. Oh gosh. I, so I'll loop back my, in my last relationship, I'm still spilling the tea. Um, I actually found out that my ex was cheating on me from his best friend. His best friend came up to me at a birthday party and said, your ex, he said his name, but I'll, I'll spare. Um, I'll Google. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Um, basically, your boyfriend is really drunk, and you didn't hear this from me, but look through his phone when he passes out tonight. And so, I mean, duh. I'm like, I'm going in. So I did, and I found so much stuff and long story short confronted him in the morning and he ended up breaking up with me because they looked through his phone so wow that's some gaslighting right there ladies and gentlemen I'm not bad you're bad for violating my privacy oh yeah 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 so honestly when like it was nice to know from someone right I had my I had my inclinations. I had my suspicions, but to hear from someone like, Hey, just, these are the facts, right? Like exactly what you said, like unemotionally. I mean, this is his best friend, right? Like coming to me saying like, I don't, I don't want to be involved at all, but like, I respect you enough that you deserve to know this information because you look like a fool because everybody else knows it. And so I feel like if, if this situation panned out where the wife finds out that all these people knew this information and she was the last to know about something that involved her, like the pain of being cheated on is going to be multiplied by the pain of your friends not being honest with you, not telling you the truth. And it's one of those things like you can either be uncomfortable holding this in, or you can be uncomfortable being honest and telling her the truth and each of them are uncomfortable so it's really like pick your poison Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I might as well be honest I mean yeah I agree I think you know caught in the middle if you're going to approach this and if you're listening or maybe you've already come to this conclusion that you just can't hold this in and you you've got to you've got to be honest I think the one biggest piece of advice here that Elisa and I keep kind of tiptoeing around or, or really just talking about is you've got to keep your personal opinions out of this and you've got to make sure that when you deliver this information, you are prioritizing your friendship first and prioritizing a friendship looks like 
I don't care what you do with this information because what you do with this information does not affect our friendship. Meaning if you process this and decide to not even confront him because you're not going to leave, that's okay. If you process it and decide to get a call a divorce attorney the next morning, that's okay. Whatever you want to do and however you take this information, I don't like hold any attachment to it. I don't place any value on it. You get to navigate this however you want to navigate it for your relationship, your family. I mean, they're married too, right? It's, it's so, I, I know people always say, oh, there's no difference when you get married. I'm one of those people. I'm like, yeah, we signed a piece of paper, whatever. But like, that's bullshit because it is completely different to, to dissolve a marriage than it is to just break up with someone, walk out the room and you don't have to, you don't have to get the legal system involved, right? Like this is, it's a whole other ball game. Yeah. I'm with you. And you know what? The piece about dates, times, situations, all of these details about continuously cheating on her, he's an asshole. Okay. Like he's a douche Lord. Like he does yep. not deserve this stable, sweet, positive, caring person. And so if he's continually doing this to like a really sweet soul, that's just a, on him. Right. And he's going to keep doing that. So it's one of those things like call a spade a spade and just shed light on the situation because I think that it's just more, it's going to keep happening. Right. It is. It is. And the thing about it is like, <laughs> I've like taught myself to do this. Look, I know this doesn't sound great, but I have learned to privately judge. <laughs> like I privately judge people sometimes for their choices or their decisions because it's not what I would do. I come from a different background. I have maybe a different education. I have different life experiences. And so they have, those things have all led me to make different choices than maybe someone else. It's not right or wrong, but if I think that it's right or wrong, I, I choose to privately process that because that's not nice. It's not nice. And I shouldn't be sharing that stuff with other people. I can't help it sometimes though, right? Like if I look at someone and I'm like, why are you doing this to yourself? And you're amazing. And you don't realize it. Of course, I'm going to have sympathy. Of course, I'm going to feel bad. Of course, I'm going to try and dig deeper and be like, well, what does this mean about someone that they're allowing people to treat them like this? But like, instead of saying, Hey, slap, 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 listen to me. I'm right. I can just privately be like, girl, what are you doing? But then I don't have to actually vocalize it and shame her. So you've got to walk a fine line there. You know, you have to share the facts and be honest and make sure she gets the full reality of what's going on. But you do not attach judgment. You do not attach value, nothing during the conversation. And then you can go stew on it afterwards and vent yourself. Yeah, totally. I'm with you. I think like, I think it would be helpful to like role play what that conversation would look like. Right. Because now it's like, I think we both have decided you got to tell her, but it's a matter of like, you know, what well, does that sound like? I mean, I have kept some things to myself. I'm not going to lie. I have been not totally in this situation, but kind of in this situation. And I've played it out. Like this is normally what I do. I play out all the different scenarios and outcomes. And if I am privy enough to the people in the situations involved and I decide, do I feel like I'm betraying myself by keeping it or by not? And if I'm cool with everything, so I'm like, nope, I'm not betraying myself. I feel okay nope, I, I don't think that this is the right move because maybe it wouldn't change anyone's mind and it's just going to cause some fractions and some cracks where there shouldn't be. Then I'll, I'll 
keep it to myself. And I'm not going to lie. There have been times where I've chosen that and it's worked out really well because I've decided that I can be authentic and honor the decision that I've made without it affecting my friendships. So I've been in this person's shoes and has, and I've decided occasionally because there, I knew that there was no way I could separate my opinion from it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I was too in it to where it's like, this would come across as judgmental and opinionated. And that is, that doesn't serve anyone. It doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve them. But what's interesting about this situation is her opinion is not attached to it. This just got dumped on her lap. Yeah. Right. So that's a different situation. So yeah, I'm not saying that across the board, it's black or white. You should always be honest, right? That's, I've got to say, that's actually not the right way to go about it sometimes. But in this situation, it seems like it's pretty obvious that she's, she's got to unfortunately be the messenger. So yeah, like back to what Lisa was saying, like, what would this conversation sound like? I mean, not one that you want to have. Being honest. I'm literally sweating, like thinking about how it would go, right? Like it has to be in person. Yeah. I would assume it needs to be in person. I mean, ideally what happens if this is information, it sounds like this is information that's written down, right? Like, do you feel comfortable saying that? I mean, maybe it's a voicemail, but. Well, yeah, it sounded like she, it was sent to her, right? Like I have this information, like we're we're kind of, we're playing detective here. I, we're just going to go, we can maybe say that she's, this is written down. And so if it's written down, then why should she be the messenger? Why can't she just hot potato it to her, but be there for her, for support, for her friend when she's gleaning this information? What do you think about that? You don't like that? I don't oh, know. Well, Elise doesn't like it. At least it's like, now you suck. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because I just feel like if, if you sent me a screenshot of all these details and I was just like, bomb went off, I would like panic, honestly. Like, I feel like I would be the type of person that I would want you to be like, hey, let's have a coffee. I just want to chat with you. And then you kind of like anticipate it's going to be about something, right? And then you sit down and I would be like, look, I am uninvolved. What you do with this information is absolutely yours. I just want to let you know I love you and I'm here for you to process this information. If you never want to talk about it again, also totally fine. But like I this was passed to me accidentally and I cannot sit with it because I literally can't live with myself. It's making me sick. So I just want to let you know, like, this is what I saw. And maybe like hand off if it's the phone or if it's a voicemail, whatever, hand that off to her for her to do that. And then be like, I'm here to like kill someone or to retaliate or to just cry with you afterwards, you know? I love that. Right. So soften the blow, give some kind of, you know, tap dance, make everyone feel comfortable. I mean, what I, what I also like about what you were saying is like, just because, you know, caught in the middle, you're now involved in this does not mean you get to take any ownership over this. So like, you don't, I would advise you not to censor any information. I would advise you not to cherry pick and say, well, this is good for her, but this isn't. I also, again, because you were brought into this by accident, like I love what Elise just said, which was, you know, if you never want to talk about this again, that's okay. Like you don't get to now be the expert on this because you're in it with her. Like, cause you're not in it with her. You just accidentally, it sounds like got a letter or an email or a text or God knows what it was. And now you just happen to be involved. But like, 
your only priority should be to act as a source of support and not as a, not as someone who's going to guide someone through this or not someone who's going to like direct her through this. Like she is still the expert of her own life. So if you want to be a really, really good friend, I love the, I love what Elise said, which is you're giving her permission to react and respond however she wants to. And she doesn't have to have any fear that you're not going to approve of her decision. Even, even if you don't, Yeah. even if you don't, but that's not, her, that's not her business. She don't need to know that. You just yeah. need to be supportive. Okay. I have a twist. I just had a thought. What if the person that accidentally sent her the deets, the info. What if that person said, shit, that was not meant for you. Don't say anything and put that pressure on caught in the middle because I could easily see that happening, right? Someone being like, shit, I, you know, when you like are talking bad about someone and you accidentally text them what you're saying, like, uh, no, <laughs> that's happened to me twice I think I can remember them both very vividly and it's like literally you want to poop your pants and you get hot and you're like gosh I'm such an idiot you know I mean I've definitely had the hot face panic moment but uh, I'm sure I've messed up worse than that don't get me wrong but yeah I mean in that case I would probably say like the toothpaste is out of the tube and if you were that careless with the information to start then you don't get to dictate what happens with it. Like that sucks. I mean, sure. You could attempt to keep it quiet, but especially look, honestly, the first time I read this, I was like, what a cop out. This person just didn't want to have to deal with the response. So they quote accidentally sent it to her best friend. Like, unless they have the same name, give me a break because (laughs) to me, I was just like, what a manipulative little shit. That's what I thought. Maybe I'm welcome to the cynical world of Kelly Rogers. Cause that was my instinct is that this person just didn't want to deal with it. So they hot potatoed it to someone else. I know. I mean, I guess they still have their fingerprints on it because, you know, came from their email or phone or whatever, but yeah, they don't, I don't, that's not, that wouldn't fly with me. If, if, if I were in this situation, I'd be like, I got it from here, buddy. Like you can't be trusted. Mm-hmm. If you messed up that badly. I don't even trust you handling this sensitive information anymore. You're going to bungle this. Oh God, this makes me sick to my stomach. And then it's mm-hmm. like, I just feel, I feel bad for the wife. I just want to like hug her and be like, I know better. I know. And I hate it because no matter what caught in the middle does, there is a chance this is going to affect their friendship. I agree. But I think if, if, if the friendship is one that's really like their best friends through thick and thin, like it might just be one of those things that in the moment she's projecting her anger Mm-hmm. or whatever processing externally and then I think hopefully I mean it could go a lot of different ways I'm like thinking of literally all the possibilities but I would hope that if their friendship was really solid and if it turned out that the wife ended up losing it on caught in the middle then she would come around eventually and be like look I get it but that's the risk you run right It is. It is. I mean, I'm more thinking not necessarily that she responds explosively. I would just be, I I know myself, I would be so embarrassed. 
that I would need space from that friend because that friend would be a reminder of how I got myself into such a horrible situation. Now, now that has to do with me being too hard on myself and everything is my fault and nothing is anyone else's fault. And I also tend to be a little bit more of a private person. So the idea of someone knowing that intimate information and about myself would make me extremely uncomfortable, especially, you know, something that was like that I didn't even want out in the first place. And it was brought on me. And like, and the idea that like, yet another person knows it's like now you're coming to me it's like two people know this like how embarrassing and I'm just so I think you know again this isn't really coming down to decision Elisa and I are on the same page when it when it comes to like okay you're gonna have to say something but this is really all gonna rely on the delivery Mm -hmm. and the more permission you give this person to be themselves and to respond however they want and on their own timeline. And I, again, I, I am so obsessed with the, by the way, we can pretend this never happened. Like, I love that because if this person, if this wife is anything like me, I'd be like, oh, okay, I choose that one. I choose that. I choose that. Let me go handle this on my own. You don't say, I'm not freaking worried about this ever again. And just trust that I can figure this out on my own because I don't need people in my business like that. Right. Yeah. Like, I get to choose when I share information like this. I hate that. I hate that this wife didn't get to choose. Like I hate that she is finding out from someone else and this is brought on her and she doesn't have control over when she gets to share something like this with her friends. Like I hate you husband. Do you hear me? I hate you. And coming from a situation that she already had absolutely no control in. Right. right. So Oh, I, I hope the wife writes in, honestly, so we can talk I mean, to her. And like, furthermore, like, why do people cheat? Like, I mean, I, I, like, I get that, like, maybe someone's listening and they're like, well, I did it because I was being stupid. And it's like, okay, but this is habitual. Like, right. how you have no respect for your wife. You have none. Like, you just think you get to do whatever you want to do and just violate her trust and embarrass her because clearly you're not being nonchalant enough. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I just, that's something I've never totally understood. I'm like, why wouldn't you just break? Like, don't get me wrong. I have been that awful person that has like been in a relationship. Someone caught my eye, right? I'm in like young, early twenties. And I'm like, oh shit, I got to break. I got to get abort, abort. I got to get out of this relationship because I want that. Yeah. Done that it's hurtful it's not nice to the person you're breaking up with honestly it's not nice to the person that you're about to go after you're not ready to be out of that relationship you're going like I have been an idiot because but I knew that it was at least better than cheating mm-hmm. mm. y'all have got to help me understand if you are someone who cheats can you write in so we, so we can understand um let's just send a letter to every single one of my ex-boyfriends so we can get their perspective. It's wild. Honestly, I don't understand either. I'm the type of person where like, if Carl's like, what'd you have for dinner? And I'm like, you know, I cooked. And then I'm like, just kidding. I have Chick-fil-A. Like I literally can't lie. I cannot lie, you know? And so it's one of, I just, I don't know. It's sticky and it's icky. And it's like the feeling that you get when you find out you've been cheated on is just like the worst. I've only like semi-experienced it once, but like he was such a piece of shit that I didn't even care. 
<laughs> like that's when you know you just really lowered your standards when you're like you cheated on me and I'm like yeah that tracks <laughs> so funny I love it. He literally was like, mm, okay. And then, you know, relationship over. And then he was like, wait, can we try again? And I was like, were you not just in here with me? Are you serious right now? Like, dude, you need to go. You need to, you need to leave. So that part of the, yeah, this is one of the weird parts with like counseling and coaching when we always say that as a counselor, it's not that you needed to have been in a position where you're looking off the cliff and you're wondering if you're going to jump in order to help prevent suicide. And I know that just got really dark, but that's something, basically what we learned in school was that you do not have to experience everything in order to help someone else through it, right? In fact, you really don't want to have experienced everything. You know, like if you are dealing with something pretty serious, you don't want to go to a counselor who's also dealt with that, right? You want someone who's had more stability in their lives to really give you the tools to help you get to that place of stability. But I, I you know, but I do love drawing on personal experience because so much that we focus on in coaching is pretty normal everyday stuff. Just like we started the episode, life is fucking hard and you can't escape it. But this is one of the few situations where I am not as connected to it as other people. And I have seen my friends get cheated on and I'm just sitting there like, I mean, I've seen very, 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 I've seen family members get cheated on, right? Like I've seen it all. And, and my reaction, I was always like, just fire. Like, well, fuck him, you right? Get him. And you, so con the middle, please don't be like me. Like don't respond to this with fire. Okay. Cause it gets you nowhere. And this person is, the person that you're going to be talking to is going to be hurting. She doesn't need to be dealing with your anger mm. in addition to her pain. So before you walk into that room, and I wish I had learned this lesson years ago, like stop breathing fire on everyone. I know you're mad. I know you're angry, Callie, but it's not, it's not about you, right? It's about the person in pain. So give her that space to be in pain. And if she doesn't want that space with you, respect that. Let her be in pain by herself. Which I feel like she's probably already capable of doing that because <laughs> she does have these feelings about Totally. Girl's husband, and she has kept that to herself because you're right. It's literally no one's business. Oh, I'm not talking to her. I'm talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) Caught in the middle. You're fine. I'm talking to Callie when she was 22. Okay. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Poor little baby Kelly at 22. Man, I am really hoping people who knew me at that time are not listening to this. Be like, girl, you should, you know, get your life together. Okay. Do you have any final thoughts on caught in the middle? Anything else you want to say to this sweet and caring little friend? Honestly, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry that you have to deal with this, but you are a really good friend. And I know that, you know, just the way I picture you in my mind, just working through this process, your friend is going to be really lucky to have you there to just process this with her if that's what she wants, you know? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I hope so. I mean, again, if she's anything like me, just cool your jets, girl, and really try and think about the person on the receiving end of this. And, you know, the priority here is safety, making, mm-hmm. letting your friend feel safe. And that, that, by the way, safety looks different for, for everyone. Safety is not a one size fits all thing. So you're going to have to really like think about your friend, tailor the message to her, try and be as thoughtful about this as possible. But yeah, unfortunately you've just been put in a position where you don't really have a choice. So conversations like these build character, girl, it's just building empathy. You're going to, you both will be better off in your friendship, hopefully, 
for having this tough conversation. Yeah. But man, you're in our thoughts. Oh, I like want to request caught in the middle to like write us back after. <laughs> like, please give us an update. <laughs> I know we're all by the, we're going to want to update. So if you want to write in your dilemma, you can email us and make sure it's sent to us at blushu at joinblush.com. Please do not send it to your friends and be <sighs> butthead that started off this entire problem. So blushu at joinblush.com um, because we really want to hear your stories. But yeah, uh, caught in the middle, like honestly in everybody, like if you don't update us about what ended up happening, we're just going to have like anxiety dreams from here on out about like, I wonder what happened. I wonder what happened. Like, don't do that to us. Don't do that. You got it. You keep us in the loop. I don't need any more anxiety provoking <laughs> dreams, Callie. We're <laughs> I like need all the updates so I don't wake up in the middle of the night crying. Elise had a dream about the devil last night. And she was like, I normally dream about puppies. I don't understand. So don't you guys, why would you do that to her? Why would you fuel her anxiety by not sending updates? She has, she doesn't need to dream about the devil. So if you don't want that for Elise, send us updates. And um, remember, if you are interested in giving life coaching a try yourself and you want some just in your face advice, remember that you can use promo code blush you all caps. Remember all caps because apparently they're case sensitive, which again, learn the hard way. Um, so blush you for 25% off your first month of working with a one-on-one life coach. Yeah. Hell yes. So much fun. I love these. I'm like really enjoying this podcast. Yeah. I mean, we're enjoying it. So if y'all are not enjoying it, it's totally fine because Elise <laughs> and I are enjoying it. So that, that's what matters, right? Um, okay. We'll be back with another submission. We are getting such amazing submissions one after the other. We're just, our minds are blown. So keep coming back because we've got more to share. Love it. All right. See everybody next week. All right. Bye y'all. Bye.